But Mystery Hour, um, until then, will continue as normal. What is Mystery Hour, you may well be asking. I'll tell you. It's the radio equivalent of those newspaper columns that celebrate knowledge. So a reader will write in and say, why do we do this? What, what is the origin of that? Where does that come from? When, why, where, what, when, who, whither, whence? Even a wherefore every now and then. And over the course of coming days, weeks, sometimes months, other readers of the newspapers write in with their answers. Sometimes uh, they work collectively to, to come up with the correct answer. So someone will provide half of it and someone else will provide the other half. The point is it, it, it takes place in old time. It takes place in um, uh, uh, snail mail pace here. The original interactive medium, even though everyone bangs on about the internet and uh, being able to text a television show or whatever it may be, radio is the ultimate. Phone-in radio is the ultimate in interactive media, even though it's over 40 years old in the case of this radio station. So we do it here, but we do it on the radio. And that means that when you've asked your question, someone else listening will be able to provide you with an answer. That's the idea, anyway. If you, of course, hear somebody else ask a question to which you know the answer then you're duty-bound to ring in. The, the only rules are um, repetition and dullness are our enemies, so if it's something we've dealt with relatively recently and can remember dealing with, crucially, <laughs> you'll be politely invited to move along. Um, and similarly, if we decide that it's dull, um, then you will also be politely informed that your question won't be getting on the board. Other than that, anything goes. It really does. If you're answering a question, you're not allowed to look it up. I, I, it's not immediately obvious. This It would be a very weird... Uh, passage of time, wouldn't it, if, if it just involved people Googling questions and ringing in with the answers. So what we're trying to celebrate, rather unfashionably, is education. Um, elucidation, if you will. Illumination. The idea that you've somehow accrued this piece of knowledge that somebody else would really value and someone else would really appreciate. 03456060973 is the number that you need. You'll only hear me say that number when I have phone lines free. That's That's true throughout the week, actually, but it's particularly pertinent during this hour on a Thursday because things tend to get so busy, regularly fielding over 2,000 calls in the space of 60 minutes on Mystery Hour. But an awful lot of them will fall into the traps I've just described, repetition and dullness. So when you hear me say the number, that's the best time to hit it. And I'm told by people who pay more attention to such matters than I do that judicious use of redial is a clever thing to do if you don't get through. Just get ready for me to say the number. When you hear me say it, hit the numbers and you increase your chances of getting through. Is that everything? So uh, what sort of questions? Again, if you're new to it, you should be able to work it out by just listening to a couple, but there, there is really no limit. It can be as intellectual or as silly as you like, as serious or as silly, as is evinced by the fact that some of the qualifications offered for being able to answer a question veer from... Uh, we've got two professors who regularly contribute to the programme, one from the University of uh, Brighton, one from Middlesex. But equally, it's rarely that a week goes by without someone knowing the answer to a question asked by someone else because they saw it on the telly last week. So that, that's it. I mean, it really could have come from anywhere. It just has to be there already. It can't be knowledge that you go uh, in search of as a result of hearing the question come up on the programme. That'll do us, won't it? That, that's everything, isn't it? Yeah. Nine after twelve? Shall we get going? Andrew's in Kings Langley. Andrew, what is your question? James, good morning to you. Hello. Um, something that's been bothering me now for about 40 years. Oh, I'll blimey. I'll find you up and get to the bottom of it. Come on, um, I used to live at the wind-up merchant, and uh, I still am a bit, but mm. so I overstepped the mark about 40 years ago at a company I worked for, and they decided to send me to Coventry. Now, I wonder why is it the word Coventry, not like Watford, Manchester, or Kidderminster, London? Why, why the word Coventry? What's, what's that <laughs> so, I did, for people not familiar with the phrase, this means that all of your colleagues refuse to talk to you. It's a sort of, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's the opposite of a vow of silence, is that you yeah. will be completely ignored right. for the duration, and it is called being sent to Coventry. What happened... 
see the only other thing I can think of apart from the blitz apart from the bombing of the cathedral the only other thing one associates automatically with Coventry is Lady Godiva yes and Peeping Tom and were the people of Coventry punished for the crimes of Peeping Tom I mean she was parading naked through the village because her husband who was a sort of Saxon earl she was protesting yeah. about the about the taxation systems that he brought to bear on the, I wouldn't be surprised if it's got something to do with that, but I'm not going to be able to muddle out an answer for you alone. No, I think you want to put it to the audience. I, I'm, not, I'm going to, mate. I just thought you and I could you and I could chew the fat a bit before we did that, you know. Okay, okay. Well, I'd like to hear the answer anyway. <laughs> it's just not interested in any fat chewing, are you, Andrew? Oh, well, not, not really. No, no fair enough, mate. Flipping it, don't, don't out, mind okay. me. I'm just the host. I'm just the host, mate. You carry on. You, you do whatever you please. <laughs> Why do we send people to Coventry rather than King's Langley or indeed anywhere else? What is Coventry? Why Coventry for when you just vow collectively, when a group of people all protect, all vow to ignore another person, to not talk to another person? Good question. Uh, Ema is in Wood Green. Ema, question or answer? It's a question, please, James. Yes. Good afternoon. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm wondering, there was a sad case recently. Um, a lady was murdered in the New Forest and... Um, yeah, the police, well, that, 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 that's, that's, actually no one's, I think there's charges being brought, so I get very nervous when you mention things. Like, don't refer to any specific crimes, just ask the question generally if you can. Oh, okay, well, the, um, the name of the operation that they appealed for anyone to yes. give information to was called Operation Biscotti, and I thought it sounded very flippant for Biscotti. such a serious crime. Yeah. As in the little Italian <laughs> biscuit? As in that, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you heard it correctly. It's written down. It's on your website, even. The news item. Well, it must be true, then. I know. Operation Biscotti. <laughs> I think I know where we're going yeah. with this. How on earth did they come up with that? That's where I thought we were going. Who, who comes up with the names for police operations? It might, I think it's the chief investigating officer, but someone will know. Oh. One thing I know for sure is that there will be police officers listening to this programme at this very moment in time. One of them will know. How do they come up? It's a bit like the Hurricanes, isn't it? How do they come up with names for Hurricanes? But we've answered that in the past. How do they come up with names for police operations? Operation Utree, yeah. Operation Biscotti. Who, who decides? Yeah. Who decides? But I, I would dearly love to know. So would I, now, thanks to you. Ema, we'll do our best for you. It's 12 after 12, and uh, Simon's in New Barnet. Simon, question or answer? It's a uh, question, James. Go, go on. Right. Einstein's equation, E equals mc squared. Whoa, where, where, whoa. <laughs> you, got, you got through, did you, with this? They, 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 yeah, I mean, they, you were rigorously and robustly questioned about the suitability well, of your question for a, essentially frivolous hour of radio together? Yeah, hopefully one of your professors can give me the answer. Come on, then. Right, now, I want to know why in the equation c is squared. Now, I know it, helps, it balances the, uh, the other side of the equation, e, which is energy, but what's the physical reason, c being the velocity of light, why is it multiplied by itself in the equation? Why is it squared? But what's the physical reason for it, not just the mathematical one? Well, it'll be the same, won't it? No. Are you sure? Well, yeah, but there's a physical reason why uh, the speed of light is multiplied by itself. Uh, is e, e equals mc squared the theory of relativity? Yeah. So E being energy, yeah. m being mass, yeah. multiply by the speed of light squared. Yeah. Now, you see in a lot of equations that uh, sometimes uh, a value is squared. I would like to know the reason why the speed of light has to be squared. But isn't that like saying, why does the radius, why, why does pi r squared give you the... I mean, it just, it, it just does, is, is the yeah, answer. Yeah, I know it just does, but there has to be a physical reason. Why? 
<laughs> there has to be because in physics there's always a reason for it okay i want to know what the physical reason is not just the mass why do you mass. have to square the speed of light and multiply it by mass to come up with it to, to, to max no not, not the mass no not the equation i understand the equation just why is well, the speed of light on itself I hate these questions. You can tell we've got, we've got, we've got a new producer in today. She wouldn't have put this <laughs> through if she'd known. I'm allergic to this sort of thing. I have to come up with a lot of, but a lot of No, wait, you say that, and that makes me even more nervous, because I don't know whether you're being a dork, Simon, or whether no. I'm being a dork. I know the mathematical reason, but I want to know the physical reason. I don't even understand the question, but I'm hoping that's your fault rather than mine. No, someone will, someone will have the answer. And if they don't, what are you going to give me? No, I don't know, really. Well, I'll come up with another question next time. Cake. Even worse. Cake. <laughs> Coming up to quarter past 12, you're listening to Mystery Hour on LBC. And there's a question I don't even understand. Great. Can you answer it? I flipping hope so, because I don't want to keep asking it for the next 45 minutes. It's 18 minutes after 12, and you are listening to LBC, and indeed to Mystery Hour, where some of the questions currently before us involve uh, the theory of relativity, the naming of police operations, and the origins of the phrase being sent to Coventry. If you can answer any of those, give us a ring if you've got one of your own. 0345 is the number that you need. Um, let's go to, I told you we had a lot of professors hanging on our every word on Mystery Hour, the original. Professor Howe from the uh, University of Brighton, professor there of the Public Understanding of Science, has come on the line early, and I presume you're here to help us with the theory of relativity. I'm, I love this question. And, um, do you? I, I hate it. Why do you hate it, James? I don't understand it. You do understand it. I don't understand it. It's, e equals mc squared is one of the most commonly uttered, yet least understood um, equations out there. There you go. And um, <clears throat> you're... you're um, it's a, it's a nice question, and oh. um, we have to make the theory fit the facts, not the facts fit the theory, as you wisely pointed out. Yes. Um, Did I? No one sort of well found out that A equals pi R squared, but, um, and then said, but why does it have to be squared? It, you're, you're finding a relationship between two things. Yes, exactly. And, and it happens to be, this is the relationship. Yes. If I can add, add a tiny bit of value to it in terms of just explaining what the, the, um, the equation means. Please. Um, it says that mass and energy can be converted from one to the other, which is slightly counterintuitive. And it says that a certain amount of energy E can be made from a certain amount of mass if you multiply the certain amount of mass by C squared, which is a large number. Yes. It's a large number squared, which is a massive number. And to, to explain how that works is a tiny bit of plutonium causes a massive, massive explosion. Um. You have to have an awful lot of... You get an awful lot of energy from a very tiny amount of mass. Yes. And uh, Einstein found that out. So the answer to the original question is because it is. I, was, I didn't want to say that because you then say that's not how mystery I work. No, it is. It is. Okay. It is when it's something like this. Because the reason I didn't understand the question was because my intuitive sense was right. Your intuition. intuition there's lots of but that's only because I've been talking to you for years and you finally, by a process of intellectual osmosis, imbued me with some of your understanding of physics, you see. I, I see what you did there. You managed to get osmosis into it. Yeah, I ju and Jones is looking at me like it's a wet Wednesday afternoon. He hasn't hit the numbers, hit the button at all. What, what's supposed to happen when the we hear the word... chorus for that pa one. Pardon, Professor Hal? The, uh, the Hallelujah Chorus? The Professor oh. Hallelujah Chorus! Oh. <laughs> 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 ah, that amused at least two people in Britain, that little interlude. Uh, but it does mean you've earned yet another round of applause. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. I told you the question was poor, but the answer was worth it. Tony's in Highbury. Question or answer, Tony? It's an answer for you, James. Bring it on, Tonio. Coventry, yes. during the English Civil War, was a royalist stronghold. It was never actually taken, and it was completely walled and fortified. 
More importantly, it was a place where the very important parliamentarian prisoners that were captured were sent, the very senior ones. They were allowed absolutely no communication with each other, anyone from outside, or even very minimal contact from the guards. Um, Check this at four different sources last year. Really? Yeah, I'm studying for a a history exam about England, basically, modern modern and early history. Is the Civil War a big part of that? A very big part, yeah. Um, a lot of uh, England's history is connected with, with the monarchy. Of course. Well, well, well mon- spotted, Tony. You're going to go far. <laughs> monarchy, monarchy and religion, of course, are connected together in the state. Indeed. But it, it always fascinated me, and I checked it at four different sources, and they all say the, all say the same. Makes perfect sense. So a sort of form of solitary confinement for, for parliamentarian, for, for roundhead prisoners yeah. in Coventry, which was itself very carefully fortified against um, uh, attack. So being yeah. sent to Coventry means being put in a place where no one could communicate with you. Uh, yeah, largely, because some of the prisoners, the, the lower ones, would have been allowed visits, so they've been allowed to communicate, but these, these guys were allowed nothing at all. They were considered, obviously, to be disloyal to the king as well, and sort of irreligious. And the more, no, fanat- the more fanatical it. people were, sort of lived in Coventry. Right, I, I just, I just want to address everybody else listening, Tony, now, not, not <laughs> you. So you just, just you take the, you've got your round of applause in the bag, but I just, everybody else, can you just talk among yourselves for a minute? Because I want to have a little chat with Tony about something that I'm personally interested in, but everyone else is going to find very dull. So you, you, I don't know, put the kettle on, make, 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 make a cup of tea. Tony, how much do you know about the Battle of Turnham Green? Um, very little. Well, that was quick. It's 23 minutes after 12 <laughs> and Tony gets a round of applause. <laughs> I'm trying to find out more about the Battle of Turnham Green. I only found out after I moved there that, um, uh, to Chiswick that it has a, a, a civil war battle uh, on our doorstep. Literally. Fascinating. Well, to me at least. Not to Tony. <laughs> Melissa is in Chislehurst. Melissa, question or answer? A uh, question, please, James. Yes. Uh, it's all been very intellectual this morning, so I'm bring, going to bring the tone down a bit. That's my goal. Um, we had some American friends over just recently, and we Did, took them that, out... Well, you've already brought the tone down, Melissa. <laughs> 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 we, we took them out, <clears throat> excuse me, for a cafe uh, breakfast, because I, I hadn't experienced such a thing. And my American friend asked me, why do we have a rasher of bacon, and why is it called a rasher? So like that, that is the question. What is a rasher? Where does it come from? And a why rasher. is it allocated to bacon? Rasher, rasher. And the other question is, um, is there anything else that's considered a rasher? No, I, I think I think you're right. You don't, they, they sort of ask each other, don't they? Those yeah. two, they go together. I'm trying to think. Also trying to think where it might come. Does Saxon sound a bit Saxon to you? Rasher, mm-hmm. or rasher, or French rasher. If it's rasher, the Americans will love that. You what? If it is historical, then the Americans will love that. Surely it has to be. A rasher. Why don't we have have a slice of bacon? Exactly. That's a really lovely question, isn't it? Well, I'd like to take the compliment for it, but it is my American friend that asked it. No, you get the the plaudits because you've got it on Mystery Hour. Mm. Let's see what we can do. I I, I always get a little wary of being too excited by a question because it almost jinxes it. Well, why do we have... Why is it a rasher? Do you have a rasher of anything else? Can you think of anything else with a rasher? A rasher of sausage? A rasher of... You know, I had the full works last night. I had the black pudding, bacon, beans. Rasher, rasher, sausages. Paul's in Ealing. Paul, question or answer? Answer. Come on, then. In answer to your question about how police get the names for um, their operations, um, it really is nothing more complicated than the fact that the officer in charge of any investigation or in charge of a particular unit will just decide that we're going to name all of our operations after be it place names, rivers, films, or whatever it might be. And that's it. That's as simple as that. So Operation Biscotti, which is the one the questioner asked about, probably involves somebody uh, deciding to call all the operations after biscuits. 
probably. So yeah, about an operation yeah, Garibaldi. Possibly, yeah. There's, there was no there's no science to it. We used to have a, various departments in the police. But who clears it? I mean, because surely if, if someone said Operation Custard Cream, then they'd be told, no, you can't have that. So there must be an element of, of clearing it. No, there's not, actually. It, 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 it isn't ridiculous derogatory or anything like that at all. Um, well, the questioner no. was suggesting Biscotti was inappropriate, wasn't she? So, in a sense, I, I, I see where she's coming from, but that would have been a judgment call for, for one individual. Yeah, probably... Officer for, for that operation would have said, well, is it ridiculous or is it offensive or whatever? If the answer was no, then it probably would have been okay. And is it is it the senior, is it the SIO who makes the decision? Uh, SIO, yeah. Uh, someone could just be the officer that's in charge of a particular part of an investigation. Is SIO a thing? Did I use that correctly? Sorry, is it what, sorry? You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I thought I just, oh, I, I, what, senior investigating okay. officer? Yep. Is that a thing? Did I use that correctly, that acronym? You did, did yeah. Get in. See, I knew reading all those crime books would pay off one day. <laughs> Give Paul a round of applause. Oh, hang on. Qualifications. Like we don't know already. Police officer. Of course you are. Give him another round of applause for upholding the thin blue line on behalf of all of us. Dean's in Croydon. Dean, question or answer? Uh, hi, James. Uh, sorry, not in Croydon, actually in Harlow at the moment. <laughs> oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I do apologize. you gone up um, in the world or not, Dean? I wouldn't like to say. Well, uh, yeah, it depends where I'm travelling for that day. Indeed. Go um, on. Yes. Uh, right, sorry, you can thank my 12-year-old uh, daughter for this question, I'm afraid. Good. Um, are, are all mammals born with umbilical cords? What's the definition of a mammal? Well, this is what I was trying to uh, figure out, and mm. she brought, I said, well, I think so, and then she said, well, what about kangaroos? Because she said That's they a go into a pouch. Is that a mammal or a marsupial? But, there's, but they are marsupial, but I believe they're classified as a mammal. Is a marsupial a subset of mammal? Marsupials yeah. are mammalian. Yeah. Are they? And how do you know they're not born? Well, are they not born with umbilical cords? I have no idea. What have you brought, what you brought a kangaroo into it for, then? <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why we're talking about kangaroos. <laughs> well, I was trying to say, I was trying to say, well, I think so. I said, like, you know, I was talking about babies, yes. you know, and um, and she said, well, what about kangaroos? Because they have a pouch. They do. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. So, the, are all mammals yeah. born with umbilical cords? Yeah. Thank I you. Li- I like that a lot, and I, I like that, and I like the way her mind works too. Kangaroos. Well, what, yeah. what conversation I'm... isn't improved by introducing a kangaroo to it? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. If you can answer any of the questions still on the board, which include uh, actually just the last two, isn't it? A rasher. Why a rasher of bacon? Where does that word come from, and does it apply to anything else? And are all mammals born with umbilical cords? The time now is twenty eight minutes after twelve. I think we can squeeze in one more, can we? Yes, it's oh, it's Wayne in Basildon. Happy days. Question or answer? Hello. It's an answer. Well, already? Yeah, I've, I've just heard the question and just remembered something. Um, the duckbill platypus is the, considered a mammal, but it lays eggs. The du- duckbill platypus is considered a mammal, but lays eggs? Yeah. So that proves that not all mammals have umbilical How did you do that before he'd even finished asking the question? People are going to think you've got a special <laughs> number. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just driving through Clapham and, uh, yeah, well, I just remembered it. I remember that from school. Is a duckbill platypus a mammal? I'm not asking you, I'm doing it sort of rhetorically into the ether. I think it might be as well. That means we've got to give him another round of applause. Stick it on the list. Stick it on the list. I'll tell you what, no, I better not do that. <laughs> yeah, I think you get a round of applause. Oh, you do. Well done. There you go. How Thank many is that? How many is that now? 
13 now. Ah, lucky for some. 29 minutes after 12 and uh, more Mystery Hour follows the news. Rupert Bartier is here with the headline. It's 26 minutes to one. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where we are solving mysteries. And I've got some good ones this week. I I really like the one about bacon. Why is a rasher? Where does that word rasher come from? And why is it not employed anywhere else? Uh, If you've got a question you want to ask, you'll get through. 0345 6060 973 is the number to call. Um, I think we've done all the others, haven't we? We've done Coventry. Why, what, what does, where's the origin of that phrase to send someone to Coventry when you're not talking to them? How are police operations named? We've done the one about theory of relativity. Uh, we've done mammals and umbilical cords. Probably the first time in mystery our history that the answer to a question has been duck-billed platypus. That feels significant in some way. David is in Camden. David, question or answer? Uh, it's a question. Come on. Uh, uh, yeah, well, first off, I've got to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be on the show. Like, if, like I'm, I'm, well, I'm just nervous, by the way, so if I... Yeah, if you I take, you it, take, no, like, you take your time. It's, it's, it's a big deal. You're, not only are you live on LBC, but you're on Mystery Hour, mate. This is the culmination of many people's wildest dreams. You can take as much time. You, I, I feel your nerves. I feel your nerves. <laughs> cheers, cheers. All right. Uh, what it was, uh, last night I was, I was checking, checking the price, the price of Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is usually priced against against the dollar. Yeah. And I noticed, like, the dollar is... Well, what, what I used to remember, the dollar sign had two lines going through an S. But, like, now it's one. But I, I, I didn't really notice the change. And I was wondering, like, why did it change and, and when, basically? Well, are you sure it used to have two lines through it, the dollar sign? I, whenever I can picture it in my head, it, it has Yeah, but that's lines. what worries me. It's only in your head. No, but I, 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 I swear, I swear down... I've seen, I've seen it too late. Do you really? Let me, I'm yeah. just going to consult the team. Does anyone recognise this description of the dollar as previously having two lines through it? Yeah? We think you might be onto something here. So wh- when did it change and why is what you're asking? Yes. Thanks. I like that. Why are you looking up Bitcoin? Uh, well, if there's, there's just a massive craze about it. And I think it's the future. And I think it could do a lot of help for, for people in, in poor countries. Okay, well, that's answered my question. Uh, I hope we get you an answer to yours. 03456060973 is the number you need if you can answer David's question. When did we drop the second line through the middle of a dollar sign? I hadn't even noticed. Gary's in Hayes. Gary, question or answer? Uh, no, it's uh, an answer to Russia. Russia. Yeah. Now, um, when I... My father, uh, he was a transport manager, and when I joined joined the uh, company he, he uh, was running, yes. uh, he had nicknames for everyone. Oh, and yeah. He, and he was talking about the opposite earlier on about you know large people. Yeah. Anyone thin was called. He would say, "Oh, it's go see Russia." Yeah. And I didn't know. Anyway, cut a long story short. When I went into a, a company years ago called David Greggs, yeah. and used to uh, ask for some bacon. They, how many rashes do you want? Yeah. And it was a measurement of thin. Now, when you go into any deli or Sainsbury's or any of the others, they now state. Do you want medium, thick, which you would know you've been in here if you ask for anything, even of state, how much do you want? But Russia was um, from the word of thin, cut. I don't think it is, Gary. Uh, well, you know... Because why, why would it only apply to bacon? Well, it didn't. It applied to anyone. No, well, that was just your dad's clever nickname, funny nicknames for people. No, no, but, no. But, no it, yeah. it, it, it was uh, the fact that... Um, 
it's probably an, I mean, you're, 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 you, if you probably you, with, you, with your knowledge, you'll probably find it is a Saxon or a. Or it's a not. French. It's not knowledge that I've got, mate. It's a bubble. Ah, oh, right. But you're like me. I mean, but anyway. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't think I can give you. Oh, oh I hate it when this happens because you have played the game and you're up for it. But I just don't think you've nailed it. I just don't. I don't see why. Because the question is why only bacon, and your answer is it's not only bacon. My dad called his colleagues that as well. But I, I think the rasher of bacon came before the rasher of the bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do understand what you're saying, but you know, a lot of a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, um, a lot of these uh, things, what you hear, uh, you know, they, they, they've come from some sort of... Uh... I've got an idea what it is, but I can't start answering it now because you're not the original questioner and, and, and Mystery Hour has some rules and standards in place. But you, while you've been speaking, an answer has popped into my head that I think is closer to the truth than yours. All right, then I'd be interested to hear. Oh, right? thank you, Gary. I, 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 I don't no, know, I wish no, I had no, something no, else. No. I wish we had a sort of consolation round of applause. I wish no, I could... No, 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 I'm, I'm a winner. If I don't win, uh, I'll come second, you know? You, you don't want any kind of pats on... You don't want any patronising booby no, prizes. No, Are you sure? Because no, I've got a few sound effects. There's something else you could... What else could we offer him, Jones? Have we got anything else nice? We've had the Hallelujah Chorus, the Professor Hallelujah Chorus today. Uh, anything else have we got? Don't go away yet, Gary. Have you got any favourite noises? Is there anything that always puts a smile on your face, bearing in mind this is a family programme? Uh, sound of a meter, because I'm a London cab driver. So, they don't make any noise anymore. They're digital, aren't they? You don't know, sort of a TikTok type noise, you mean? Have we got anything like that for him? Have we got, or just give him a random noise now? It's getting embarrassing. We can't just leave him in. <laughs> How was that for you? <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. James is in, well done, James. James is in Harrow. James, question or answer? Question. Yes. Um, I would like to know what the difference between a android and a robot is. But doesn't an android have a degree of autonomy and it's confined so far only to science fiction? I don't know. I'm, yes. I'm sure that there are androids about. No, there I aren't. An, an android is a robot with a brain. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Mm, yeah. Okay. Round of applause for me. What do you reckon? Have I nailed that, or am I on thin ice now? I think that I, I might actually be asking, Joe. I didn't know you. Were, I didn't know you were still there. I was sort of speaking rhetorically then. I, I think I'm right on that. I, I think I got it out of a uh, out of a book I read. <laughs> Nora's in Ballam. Nora, question or answer? It's a question. I don't know if it's a stupid question. No, I'm sure um, it isn't. <laughs> I just wondered how um, companies ensure that they don't have the same barcode on products as other products. Ah. So when they're scanned. You know, it, it doesn't match the same another product. I've done. We've done this before. Oh no, that's, 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 that's to my shame. I can't remember the answer. It's, there's a sort of centralised database of barcodes. So there's a, there's an organisation that runs barcodes, and they they ensure that there's no duplication. Oh, so you apply to get a barcode and it's given to you and the people giving it to you, you don't just draw your own. So if you and I went into business together making jam, we couldn't just draw our own barcode really carefully with a really thin pen on the bottom of the jar. You have to apply to a centralised agency of barcodes and they'll make sure there's no duplication. Oh, OK. All right, thank you. Is that, is that good? Is that a good answer? Are you good? That, that is very good. Good. Very good. Thank, thank you. you. So I'll get this round of applause and then if I have to cancel out the last one for robots and androids, I'm still, I'm still good. I'm still good to go. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. What else have we got left? Uh, we're just bacon still. Um, need some more questions. Luckily, Carlian is in Streatham. Carlian, question or answer? A question. Carry on. Yes. Yeah, so this has been bugging me for ages. The oh. word midnight. Yeah. 
I'm assuming the mid means middle. So I've been wondering why is it that one minute past midnight is then the next morning? It just doesn't make sense. Oh, I see what you mean. So if it's the middle of the night, then how can it be yeah. morning? Well, it's, uh, I mean, no, because... From middle to the morning. No, because you, you, I think you've made a category error, if you don't mind me saying so. Okay, yeah. And, uh, it, 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 it's, I mean, it's it's only morning in temporal terms. It's still night time. You yes, never, you, if you wake up at one o'clock in the morning, you don't think it's daytime, do you? You think it's night time. Well, well, then why, sh- why is it called the middle of the night? It's because it is pretty the much night, the middle of, well, it's the middle of the clock. And it is pretty much the middle of the night. Of course it's pretty much the middle of the night. Well, well, no, because technically the next the minute past is the, the first minute of the next morning. No, but you know, if you wake up at one minute past midnight, you do not think yeah. it's daytime, do you? Well, no, actually I do, because I know no, that you it's don't. the next morning. No, yes, you I don't. Do. So, so you, no, you don't. No, I can't believe my ears. I'm so, all right then. Okay, answer. so if you go to bed at five minutes past midnight... You're mm-hmm. actually not going to bed during the night. Well, no, I know that it's the... Don't even the, it's go the there, lady. of the next day. Don't <laughs> even go. If you go to bed at five past midnight, you do not think in your mind that you're going to bed during the day. Well, no, I think to myself, it's, 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 uh, it's, not, Tuesday, it's not Monday, it's early hours of no, Tuesday you don't. morning. Is it day or night? Yes, but- is it okay? So we've just finished watching telly together, you and me, on the sofa. All right, match of the day, yeah. just gone midnight. We bid yeah. farewell to Gary Lineker, and I turn to you and say, right, is it the day or is it the night now? Yeah, well, I mean, it's dark outside, but I mean, actually, it's the don't early hours. Even of think, the don't morning. even think about <laughs> it. It's night time. <laughs> of course, it's it is. One of those- it's got, it has to be one of those words that's got to be taken out of the English because it doesn't make sense. Have you got a problem with midday? No. Well, why not? How do well, you know it's the middle of the day? How do you know? Because it's daylight. Yeah, but it's not the middle of the daylight. Dawn might be at 6am and then it's dusk at, at 4... Right, hang on, Joe's in hull. Joe, help me out. <laughs> Hi, yeah, um, it's actually the middle of the night because the night doesn't actually end until sunrise. So one minute, minute past midnight is still night time thank it's you because the next day is on the morrow on the sunrise on the morrow how romantic there you go carlian Cheers. Oh. but why are you just i can't believe what did do that noise again do that noise again oh why does he get that and i just get <laughs> flipping disagreement and argument well, I'm not, it's not, it's, it's unsatisfactory. What does Joe get? Oh, Joe gets an mmm, <laughs> and I get no, 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 no. Why? Why? I don't understand why. Oh, I'll, I'll have to understand, I'll have to, I'll have to hear what his qualifications are. Well, I think common sense, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. I read. He reads. Right. Oh, okay. I'll have to accept that. So, <laughs> So not only does he get a, oh, he gets a, oh, okay. And all I get is debate and dissent. Absolutely unbelievable. Joe, this is for you. Do not, under any circumstances, give either a single clap to Carlian. It's 12.45. It's 12.49. You are listening to Mystery Hour, where someone's misheard. This is lovely. I don't get the chance to do tweets very often during Mystery Hour. Although, actually, what happened to Twitter Mystery Hour? The question submit. I need to remind you of that. If you come up, if you're listening to the podcast now... 
and you don't listen live, but you want to get a question on, but you only listen to the podcasts, then tweet me. Tweet um, at Mr. James O.B. with a hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour. Do it in the course of this week, and then the best question I get via hashtag Twitter Mystery Hour, I'll do on next week's Mystery Hour, okay? So then you can hear it on the podcast. But don't do it if you're listening live, because I'll be able to tell. Uh, and this gives me a rare example to read out. We're looking for the, why, why the slice of bacon is called a rasher, why that word isn't applied anywhere else, and indeed where that word comes from. But someone, uh, the voice of Anandan, misheard on Twitter, and tells, tells us that Russia comes from the name Ras, who was a king ruling a region of Eastern Europe, which equates to what later became known as Russia. So it's like Ras's land. We're not doing Russia, we're doing Russia. Uh, Jeff's in Surbiton. Jeff, question or answer? Hello, James, nice to speak to you again. Likewise. What have you got? Um, all this talk about independence with uh, Scotland. Yes. Just wondered, where are people going to walk to now? They won't be able to go between Landon and John O'Groats anymore, will they? <laughs> so what's going to be the next point other than John O'Groats? So, well, I think they'll still, I mean... <coughs> But in terms of the, it's not so much that, it's what would be the most northerly point in the United Kingdom if there is a yes vote? If you want to put it that way, yeah, of course. I quite like that, actually. Uh, what is the most northerly point in England, is what you're asking? Uh, yeah, well, a service point from uh, Land's End, I suppose, isn't it? No, you've got to leave Land's End out of it. It's the most northerly point in England. Fair enough. I like that. So it won't be far north of Berwick-on-Tweed, will it? But I don't know exactly where. What is the most northerly point in England? You're not allowed to look it up. Uh, Tony is in Cheltenham. 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 Cheltenham, as in Cheltenham Athletic. Cheltenham. Yes. Yes. Right, it's an, it's an answer it's to do with the, uh, the um, Duckbill Platypus. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly what the question, whether the mammal was born with a... Every mammal's born with an umbilical cord. Is every cord, mammal right? born with an umbilical cord? Well, and and Wayne in Basildon rang in to say no, because duckbill platypuses lay eggs, or platypi. Yeah, they, they lay eggs, but the, 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 uh, the infant platypus has an umbilical cord attached to the yolk. But whether, uh, whether it's actually when it, when it hatches, whether actually it's still attached, I'm not quite sure. There'll probably be a remnant of an umbilical cord, but it does have an umbilical cord. In the... In the in the egg, attached to the yolk. How, how, in, how, how do you know that? Well, as in baby birds, as in chicks. Because how, how else would it feed? It, it doesn't feed But is it called mouth. an umbilical cord, though? Yes, it's definitely called an umbilical cord. How do you cord. know that? Well, just out of general interest, general knowledge. Are you an ornithologist? Are you into birds? <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, me, t- me, t- me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that is what it's called. So, of course, it has to have some way of, of feeding from the... Sure. Food so store just, in just, the egg. It wouldn't just be floating in the egg. It's got to. And it has to be a tube that brings it from the yeah, bag of goodness an... into the bird itself. Sure. But birds aren't mammals. No, but it's the same. But for platypus, yeah, I think you've nailed it. So we have to withdraw that round of applause from Wayne, which puts so. him back on twelve. I told him it yes. wouldn't be. See, unlucky thirteen. Unlucky thirteen, Wayney boy. Unlucky thirteen. Tony's got your clap. Tony, this is for you. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. 1253. Second professor is here. This is Professor Smith from Hendon. Professor of... uh, Oh, this is right up your street, isn't it? Professor of robotics. Oh, no, that means you're going to try and challenge me on my answer to the question of what the difference is between a robot and an android. I wouldn't... uh, But you are. But you totally are. Otherwise, I mean, you're a professor of robotics. What if you haven't rung in to answer the question about duck-billed platypi, have you? No, no, that's true. It's robots. Go on, then. 
Yes, he was asking about the difference between an android and a robot. Yeah. Uh, a robot can be something like a robot arm in a factory or a robot car. Yes. And it comes from the word Rossum's Universal Robots, a play written by a Czech writer, Carol yeah. Chapek. Yes. Um, android is um, derived from the word androni- and- androgynous, oh. which is uh, slightly male, slightly female looking, so humanoid looking. So another a good word for Android. I'm going to uh, I'm going to claw back a minor bit of credibility just by saying I doubt it comes from androgynous. It probably just comes from andros, meaning man. Uh, yes, yes, sorry. Yeah. That's just me being pathetic because you've shamed me with my original error. Because <laughs> I said an android had a sort of brain. It was a science fiction thing. But you, so if I so there are already androids in existence, even though there aren't any robots with brains. Yes. Qualifications, Professor Smith. Professor of Robotics, Middlesex University. A round of applause for the good professor. That was mine. So there I was, teasing Wayne about losing his, and I lost one of mine. But I still have one in the bag, don't I? I can't remember what it was for, but I went two for two at one point. Jonathan is in Hungerford. Question or answer, Jonathan? Answer. He stitched you up like a kipper there, didn't he? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Calm down. You know, I only allow myself to be embarrassed in this way because I have such a self-deprecating nature. It's not that funny. Um, no, it is hilarious. Oh, right. Hilarious. Oh, I, I don't know where you get caught. I got an email so about you. I got an email about you the other day. Oh, did you? Someone saying they oh, just well, love it. They love it when you get on. They love your accent so much that sometimes they think they're going to ring in Mystery Hour with a question about Cornwall, just in the hope that you'll ring in with the answer. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? It I was is. down there recently, and when I come back, my accent gets stronger. So it's probably quite strong today. It's lovely, mate. What um, have you got for me? Well. It, I, I've been trying, over the last two or three years, I've been trying to teach myself Italian. And funny enough, I'm stopped at my lunch break and I'm doing a little lesson. Yeah. And in one of my lessons, it's about shaving. And it's rasolare, is the uh, verb to shave. Yes, indeed. And it's to shave thin, and it's spelled raso, raso, rasher. And I thought that sounds... Hang on, say that word again. Say, what was that last bit again? Rasher. Rasolare is this. What? Raffolare. I know it's that's not an ace. Raffolare. 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 And yeah, and it means to shave thin, James. So I think you see, um, to shave thin would be the you know it's got to be the other. It's got to be worth a round of applause. Please. I think you're almost there. I'd nudge you over the wire because I think the French as well, which is more likely to have influenced us with the Norman invasion, isn't it? It's a rasage or something like that. So, ah, so, so yeah. the, the rasher means a shaving. It's a shaving. See, I knew my Italian would come in handy one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us a bit. Go on. Give us. Give us a few phrases. Come and see Dici. Come and see Dici. Uh, che una, una bella, bella persona molto simpatica. Oh. I do say you're a very nice man. You're a very, isn't so, that sweet? I lo- yeah, I love you, James. Lots I love you, love. Jonathan. And there's your, your umpteenth round of applause. Beautifully done. And Lee is in Glasgow. Lee, question or answer? Uh, an answer, James. Bring it on. Uh, northern most point in England. Yes. I believe it's Marshall. Meadows, almost not incredibly, Marshall Meadows Bay. It's uh, just outside Berwick because there's a first and last pub in England I've been into, the Meadow House, and there's, uh-huh. there's also a pub called the First and Last as well, which is sort of the first pub in Scotland going north and the, the last pub in Scotland. They're like covered travelling south, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, Marshall Meadows Bay. And my wife's in Berwick and I've been there. Love it. Berwick's going to have a problem. Oh, that's right. No, I'm giving you a round of applause anyway. We're nearly Good. over. Oh, it's, brilliant. It's, it's no, like, no, I like, no, I like no, the no. answer. But Berwick's going to have a... Because Berwick's 
sort of the most Scottish town in England, isn't it? If, if there is independence Yeah, well, they're week. very mixed at the moment. Yeah, well, uh, yeah very. 50-50, I think, yeah. They, 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 and as, a, as, a, as, an Englishman in Sco- as an Englishman in Scotland, yeah. h- how has it felt the last few weeks? Last few days yeah, in particular. Well, no, well, it's, uh, I've been listening to your, your programme and yeah. it's picked up tremendously. Only in the last two or three weeks, but again, online and in the pubs and in the steamers, as they say, it's been, yeah. it's been you know, it's been the talk for months and it's bringing around. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, no doubt about that. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, Lee, you've earned a round of applause. You've got yourself Thank a round you of applause. Much. Have a nice Thank you. What are we going to do? See, Charlie's in Dorchester with a question, but we know there's no way we're going to have a chance to answer it, unless I know the answer. Charlie, what's your question? Hi, James. Hello. Okay, so, um, the kids have been having loads of ice lollies this summer. Oh, yes. And, Do um, they make their own? Oh, uh, we do, yeah. Sometimes. Good. There's some very good recipes in an excellent new cookbook called Crumbs, the family cookbook, which you really? may want, you may want to look it up on Amazon. I am in um, no way related <laughs> to the author. She is um, absolutely not my wife, and it wasn't, re- it wasn't released well. today. Carry on. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, you know when you suck the juice out of an ice lolly? <sighs> have you ever done that before? Yes, of course I have. Um, <laughs> what, sort of, what sort of a monster do you think of that? We're going to run out of time. Quick, um, go. Well, you only have the ice left. Yes. And I'm just wondering whether that, whether that means that the juice has a lower melting point or... And if that is the case... I, I think this question is too interesting for me to hurry up to an answer, so we will return to it at the top of Mystery Hour next week. That's it from me for another day. We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. The next voice you will hear on LBC is Julia harley